Episode 21 of Talent Jackie. <laughs> Talent Jackie. If you haven't tuned in before, this is a podcast regarding the talent acquisition industry. Whether you're a job seeker, recruiter, or hiring manager, this is for you. So, um, yeah, let's get into the topic. I don't have any announcements to share with you at the moment. I'm, 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 I'm kind of interesting, uh, interested in how this file will turn out. I'm actually using a different microphone and I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm not quite sure how it's going to turn out. Honestly, I don't know if it's going to be better sound or worse sound or, or what it is. But anyways, um, topic of today is going to be about an application called People. 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 It's people with two E's, P-E-E-P-L-E. So what is people, Sean, and why the hell are you talking about it? Let me get to it. People is not launched yet that I know of. Uh, I saw this on the uh, WashingtonPost.com. I think it came up in my Facebook uh, stream. And uh, what they are telling people is that it's the Yelp for people. The headlines is everyone you know will be able to rate you on the terrifying Yelp for people, whether you want them to or not. That's right. If you're not familiar with Yelp, so Yelp is an application. It's a mobile-based application. You can get it for iOS or and, or, or Android. And you rate restaurants, right? One to four stars, I think it is, or one to five stars. And you explain, you know, you can put pictures in there and create a profile and you can rate restaurants that you eat at. Great waiting, great service. Now, Yelp, I, I have Yelp, but I don't know if I've done a lot of reviews in Yelp. So I, I, a little bit of ignorance there. Um, I don't know if in Yelp you can break it down to like the service, the food, uh, the environment, uh, things like that. So I don't know if it breaks it down into different categories and then averages them all out. But I mean, it is a good reference if you want to find a place near you to eat or certain types of food that you can uh, that you may want to enjoy and then how they're rated by either friends of yours or just people that you may not know that have eaten there and, and weighed in on their experience on the, you know, in Yelp. So let's get into people. 
to get you to give you an idea, uh, just a kind of a background, quick. So this thing, as of Monday, I am recording this. What day is it today? October second. It's my day off. I have Fridays off till the end of the year. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. Don't be jealous. Don't hate. Don't hate. I earned the vacation. So what I do? Sidetrack. I actually we where where I work, we can carry over five days the next year. Um, and I usually don't take vacation during the year, maybe a day off here or there. And then at the end of the year, I count, I, I take those five days, subtract from my balance. And then I count backwards from the end of the year, I take out all the holidays, and then I put in vacation. So I actually am carrying five days over. And I, so I could have started working Friday, you know, four day weeks starting in September if I wanted to, like early September, almost late August. But I, I want to carry over the five days till next year. Anyways, sorry about that. Don't be jealous of my boogie. For RuPaul fans. Anyways, going back to people. As of Monday, which would be not today, but the end of September. Where, where's my calendar anyway? I don't think I have a calendar. Well, I've got my cats in the background that are about to unleash my fury here in a second. So September 31st, no, I'm sorry, September, I'm looking at it the wrong month, September 28th, this thing was valued at $7.6 million. $7.6 million. I don't even, it's not even launched yet. So when the app does launch, which people are talking about, and at least in the article from the Washington Post, they're, they're talking November. So over a month away from this recording. Um, so by the time you listen to this or by the time some of you may find this episode, it might've been out for, you know, it could be years, could be months, weeks, anyways. Uh, interesting. So now, um, you're getting to the point where you can rate any, anything. You can rate restaurants, you can rate products on Amazon, you can rate your professor, right? So if you've been to rate my professor, if you're a college student, um, or maybe you're not a college student. Maybe you have uh, friends in college or uh, you have family members that are going to college. Anyways, there is Rate My Professor. My wife has actually gone to that site. I have not. I think I might have went there, but I never really looked up a professor. Or did I? Uh, but you can see like the, the, the professor piece is, you know, people rate their professor. You know, how good were they? Was the work hard? Did they believe in a lot of busy work? What is their approach and style to teaching? Now, products, no, you know, it's very, it, it can be subjective, but you have a product, you talk about the product, what the features are, whether you it was good or bad, whether it worked or didn't work, as if it was advertised appropriately. Right, no big deal. Go on Amazon. Some of the things that are rated really high, people uh, that influences people. Right, a lot of the stuff that I buy. I mean, I don't buy stuff with. Uh, I don't buy items off of Amazon with two star ratings. And I also read the reviews. Right, it's part of the review piece, the verbal components or the written components in Amazon's case. Rate my professor. No, and that's getting, that's probably one of the platforms that is the closest to actually rating an individual, critiquing an individual, criticizing an individual. 
how does that impact the professor? I don't know. Professors have tenure. It's a little bit different there. You know, maybe they've, they're tenured and they, they can't get fired. So it doesn't matter what the feedback is. Um, you know, but maybe they, their, their, their programs get cut. Maybe they don't attract a lot of students. I don't know. It could impact a lot of different things, but here's the trick with rate my professor versus people. The big difference is that you pay typically a lot of money. A lot is relative, but I think it's a lot of money to go to a university or or a college. And some are more expensive than others. It depends on whether you're in state or out of state. But nonetheless, people, you are paying to go and take that professor's class. So you do have a stake in what that means for you to learn. Did you learn what was um, the topic? You know, and and that is sometimes subjective too, right? Are you an easy learner? Um, Is it a topic area of interest? Um, Sometimes if you have a specific interest in that topic area, you will be more apt to learning it. But, you know, if it's not something that interests you, you may suffer. Um, and, And in that case, you write a review for the professor and you rate them. You inherently rate them maybe um uh, more poorly, more poorly than you would if it was a subject matter that you enjoyed. Just saying. Also, what they found is the there is some bias in how people rate on Rate My Professor. So if you do a query on Rate My Professor, the word is, I'm just getting this from the article, that uh, this is funny too, because they, they actually kind of are stating their own bias by saying that more attractive individuals or professors actually get rated better on Rate My Professor. So obviously that is or is not, you know, how do you tangibly say that unless somebody says, well, I think they're good looking, therefore I'm going to rate them a four star. I don't know. So how are they measuring that? Because I think they have to define who's better looking or not. Unless it's obviously a component of the rating scale, right? You see where I'm going with this. Um, so it launches in late November. It was developed by Nicole McCullough and Julia Cordray. Um, they have them labeled as co-founders. And they say, one of them says, I don't recall which one, um, quote, we want to spread love and positivity. Continuing on with and operate with thoughtfulness. Yeah, we want to spread love and positivity. Mm. So will their application actually do that? Now, the web as we know it, if you you don't know the negative side of the internet or even humanity... You can attract, things like this will attract trolls, bullies, cyber bullies. Um, it, this is treading on some, I mean, and it's really strange. And I think a lot of people have probably thought about this, right? Wow, what if you could, there's hot or not, right? If you don't know what hot or not is, just put it in in Google. What that thing does is it comes up with, you know, I don't know if people could submit their own. But basically, it puts two people next to each other, two photographs of a person, usually of the same gender, right? So 
men may bring up two females. Well, heck, men may bring up two males. I don't know. It depends on their sexual orientation. But anyways, typically it's two of the same gender. And you say hot or not. You just kind of go through that. And then I don't know if that ranks that individual as like the most hottest person or not. And it's all based on their their picture and photograph. It's very shallow, of course. Um, it's not something I've gone to um, and done or anything, but it, it is a big, it's been around on the internet before. Um, so what is what does that look like, right? Okay. So there's a superficial piece of it. Um, and so there is some, there are some things with this app that they are trying to prevent and they are taking a very hard stance on bullying. They say that, um, you have to be 21 to review somebody. You have to have a real name and a valid Facebook account. So you, as the person that wants to rate somebody on people have to have those three things. Also, you must know the person, either personal, professional, or romantic. So I think I, I could foresee this playing out, right? Have to be 21. How are you going to verify you're 21? Well, you agree to the terms and conditions of the app. They put it in there by agreeing to this, you're 21. Or you have to put in your birthday. Um, and maybe that check is against your Facebook account. Can you fake a Facebook account? Absolutely. Can you put in a different age? Sure you can, Right. You know, I could be Jane, uh, I don't know, I could be uh, Cinderella Jane on Facebook and be a 50-year-old uh, cougar. Nobody would know the difference. And you have to have a real name. So I think it, that just prevents, um, you know, I mean, what's a real name? I mean, how are they going to verify that? Google did it for quite a while. Um, so that that prevents, like, brand pages. Um, you know, I can't do talent jockey. You know, my username isn't, my, my name name isn't talent, last name Jackie. And it's going to have to be Sean Kelly. I'm sure there's a way to check in. I'm sure they're going to use Facebook to do some of that authorization. Tying into your profile. Anyways, if the person that you are submitting into the database, into people, is not already in the database, right? So somebody hasn't already added them. You need to have their cell phone number. So I'm going to have a lot of buddies of mine that, you know, unless they have, you know, very savvy social media individuals or have a, a person that is wanting to put them in this database, you know, it would probably be me since I'm doing this podcast on this particular application. I'm going to be aware of it. And the funny thing is you may not be aware that you're even on this platform, right? Somebody could submit your information. You don't, you don't know. I don't think you're going to get a notification. Hey, you're on people. Somebody's rating you. Moving on. It's still going to be flat. I mean, heck, all this that we're talking about could change by November. Maybe they take out a feature request or uh, what, whatever. Maybe they get a lot of heat and they're like, yeah, we shouldn't probably do that. They've, they've, uh, application developers have been known to change things at the 11th hour to prevent you know, if it's a privacy thing or maybe it sends out codes that it shouldn't, uh, maybe locations. People have, have went, oh, okay, well, we, we didn't think it was a bad thing, but now that we're getting a lot of heat for it, we'll pull that, pull that particular quote-unquote feature. Anyways, moving on. 
Um, it's so one thing is is that um, positive ratings will post immediately. Oh, I love Sean. He's such a great guy. Posts immediately. If it's a negative one, it's queued up in a private queue for 48 hours in case there's disputes. Now, how are they going to determine what a dispute is? Like, how, how does the founders and their team settle disputes? I don't know. TBD, buddies. So if you did not register with the site, Right, so you, I am not registered. Uh, then I don't believe. I believe uh, you cannot contest negatives. If you cannot contest negatives, then your profile will only show positive reviews. Hmm, I'm not quite sure. I get I mean. So I'm not going to register. A friend of mine registers me, puts me in the database. People want to comment on negative things about Sean. I am unable to contest them. Therefore, the app's owners, co-founders, team says, well, if he can't contest them, then we are only going to show positive reviews, which may not be a, necessarily a bad thing. And I think what's going to happen is if you get more negatives than positives, um, you just will obviously have less displayed, right? So if... 50 people say Sean's a, a dork, whatever. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Tear him up. And one person says he's nice, but I never register with the site. And the, hey, he's a nice guy. will only be the one that shows up and it'll only be one review. That's indicative of potentially, you know, somebody could conclude that either nobody knows Sean or that there are many, many more negative reviews. I don't know. Maybe that's a long shot. Maybe I'm speculating here. I don't know. I don't know. They do outlaw, outlaw, outlaw Josie Wales. They outlaw profanity, sexism, and mention, and, and outlaw any mention of private health conditions. Well, that's nice. That's, that's great. So they're doing their part. They're doing their part. But, you know, what does this mean in recruiting? What does this mean in society? What does this mean? What is this thing? I mean, is are people going to jump on this? Is it the next hyper version of hot or not? And I say hot or not because it may not even include an image. It may not be, there may, no, there may not be any avatars. Maybe since you submit Sean to the database, Maybe you can upload a a one of Sean a picture of Sean so people recognize which Sean Kelly you're actually rating or or providing feedback on right. But what if Sean has a low you know a low tolerance for maybe he's overly self critical. You know I uh, I know people like that 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 they don't like pictures taken of them. Um, they're very humble. They don't want to talk about themselves. They don't want to put themselves in the spotlight. Uh, they're very turned off by social media, very opposite of who somebody like me might be. Uh, maybe self-conscious of their looks. Uh, they may have, uh, quirks and, um, things that they do that 
that is, you know, maybe they're not, ha- you know, they, they just, they're self-conscious of it. Some people have, you know, maybe a speech impediment, maybe they, you know, have a, a tick of some kind. And so they, they, they are obviously maybe not all, of course, but some folks may be very, um, conscious of that. Now they may know what the issue is, um, but other people may not know. And then they realize that they're on this stupid site uh, or this stupid application name, people. Um, and and it really, I mean, there are, are individuals out there that, um, you know, we, we talk about teenagers getting cyberbullied. Um, teenagers can be ruthless. Let's face it, folks. We all grew up, we were all teenagers. And unless you were in the in club or anything, and you didn't get picked on, you might have been the one doing the picking on, right? Um, but but we all had our times and trials and tribulations through our teenage years, at least here in the U.S. at times. And, uh, you know, nowadays, if you get online and, you know, there's a gang of uh, a lynch mob out there that goes crazy on the cyberbullying, and it could just not even be a mob. It could be just one person that really gives another individual a lot of grief. You know, there has been some big tragedies online. Uh, teenagers have, you know, they, they've sought out the, the, the ultimate um, end. Uh, you know, I don't know how to put it. They've, they don't know how to react, um, and they've taken their lives. And it's tragic. It's very serious. And, and aside from um, me being who I am and, and trying to bring levity to some topics, this is not one of them. So what happens when you have people out there and, and you have teenagers who say they're 21, um, you know, and they, they go on here and I mean, not everybody, even, Hey, not, you know, even just because you're not a teenager doesn't mean you don't have feelings. So there are people that could take this really, really, really hard. Um, and it, it could impact people's lives. It really could. I don't know. I, I, it's, I guess it's a kind of wait and see what happens kind of thing, uh, application. I don't know. I mean, it could be, it could lead to, to creepy stalking, um, just toxic, toxic things out there. Uh, I know people that inherently aren't fans of people. Because, and I say people, like not the app, but they're just not fans of people because they know uh, they've been burned by people too much. They don't have trust in people. Um, they're, you know, you don't get too close to individuals because they're just going to, it's just, they let you down in one way or another. So they're skeptics, uh, cynics, maybe. And um, I don't know. I just, they go on this thing and, and, uh, th- this is not, they don't, I don't know where I was going with this, honestly. Hmm. Anyways, um, th- how did, what does this do for recruiting? I mean, I, now let's say LinkedIn, right? That's one whole topic. It's very professional. You put on what you want, you display what you want. You have the control over it. Nobody submits your profile on LinkedIn. So this, 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 people is not an opt-in, right? I'm not opting in. It's not an opt-in. It's not a self-opt-in. Other people are opting you in. LinkedIn is an opt-in, 
right? I go there, put my profile on there, put in my skills, my background and experience. And people can look at that and make a judgment on whether or not I'm experienced enough or have the skills to do what they are looking for. Okay. I don't even have to display anything. I could just put a profile out there, not put an image out there, just put my name, display that and use it as more of a communication tool. Um, Maybe people for, you know, to contact me via message. I don't know. Um, It's, it is, it's strange. So, I mean, I think that, I think I mentioned this and I touched on it where I think people have considered, you know, rating people and making a rating app. I mean, this is not ingenious. It really isn't. I mean, think about it. It's just who has had um, the gumption to do it and how are they going to do it and, and make it a viable platform. Um, as a recruiter, maybe for recruiting, there should be one. But the thing is, is that it's recruiting. It's around a service. It's around how I handle candidates, how professional I am. What are my communication skills? Do I know how to negotiate salary? Do I know the, do I know about the areas that I support, namely tech? So I could get rated on that. I think that would be valid. I think that's an okay feedback mechanism. Here's the problem, though, is that whenever you're dealing with ratings, um, and criticism and opinions is that it's very subjective, right? It's not very objective. Um, so, you know, I could do a phone screen and tell somebody I'm going to get back to them at five o'clock. I get back to them at five thirty. One person is like, wow, how timely. And I'll say, well, I was a half hour late and another person's going to rake me over the coals or they may misinterpret something I say. And so then they, they, they rate me lower. I don't know. But I think in, if you look at a recruiting, a service or a product, it's more because there's maybe money involved. Um, you know, there's a, there, I guess it's kind of a transactional piece. So if I'm a recruiter and I'm interfacing with the candidate, you know, they're going to expect me to do certain things. You know, are they informed? Are they kept up to date? You know, did, was I clear in answering any of their questions? Whatever that is. And do I know what I'm talking about? Do I know about the area that I'm supporting and, and the skills that are part of the job and what I'm looking for? You know, is the product work? I mean, even on the customer side, what's it's always customer feedback, right? Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Customer, which in my case would be the hiring manager. How did I do my job? Did I submit over candidates that were qualified? Were, was I timely uh, in my communication? Whatever. They can rate a recruiter on a, on a bunch of different metrics, um, or points. But I think that's okay because I think then you're setting some boundaries. You know, this is you're as a recruiter, you have certain things that you need to do and do them at a particular level, whatever that is, service level agreement, you know, expectations, but this, this is people, Right. So uh, I'm going to, you know, submit like relatives of mine and say how great they are because they're my cousin or maybe (laughs) family's wacky. Right. Maybe I'll submit my, you know, um, that that family member that has been, you know, kicked out of the family because they did something wrong. And, you know, family's a weird dynamic. Right. Because they I mean, you're related and sometimes they hate they hate each other more than anybody and they're bound by blood. 
Uh, They share a lot of things in common. Siblings, cousins, nephews, grandpas, grandmas, aunts, uncles, whatever. Uh, So I don't, you know, I don't know. And, And it's like one thing, right? So if I met somebody today, you know, I went to an advisory board meeting at a local local college and uh, provided some feedback. And, uh, you know, of course I said a couple things and some people may not like my approach. Maybe I'm, maybe there's a little more humor in a serious, uh, when I should have been more serious. And maybe I said something to somebody or I brought it up in the forum and they just meet me and they go back and look me up on people. And then they put down, you know, Hey, Sean is more of a class clown than, than serious. Um, well, wait a minute. I mean, I had a 30-minute interaction with this individual. How are they even, you know, do I dispute that? Do I mean, I don't know. Uh, if I see that on there, can I dispute it? Does Is it not correct? You know, there may be a context missing. I don't know. Again, it's not out yet. We haven't seen it. But, you know, I, I think people are going to freak out about this thing. Now, funny thing is, is if it doesn't gain traction, then it, then it'll flounder and it'll, it'll go the way of the dodo. Um, can it use, can it be used for positivity? You know, I think that's the founders and what they want to do. Of course, they're not doing this for, um, they're, they're not doing this to, to bring us down. God, I hope not. But I think it may be a little short sighted to think that the internet, um, uh, is going to be objective or overly positive. As a matter of fact, in the article, one of the founders actually quoted, um, let me, let me find the quote exactly. As to a quote, as two empathetic female entrepreneurs in the tech space, we want to spread love and positivity. Unquote. Cordray stressed, quote, we want to operate with thoughtfulness. Unquote. Um, trying to find because one of them was trying to find something in the neighborhood and it had it had to do with like looking for people that she could entrust with her children or something along those lines let me double check ah so from the article a bubbly no holds barred quote-unquote trendy lady with a marketing degree and two recruiting companies, go go figure, Cordray sees no reason you wouldn't want to, quote, showcase your character, unquote, online. Co-founder Nicole McCullough comes at the app from a different angle. As a mother of two in an era when people don't always know their neighbors, she wanted something to help her decide whom to trust with her kids. Right? Totally makes sense. We don't know... Any, I mean, we don't know each other. I, I even work with people. I don't really know them. Yeah, I'm connected to them on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn uh, and connected to them. I work with them, you know, maybe our past cross. We're in meetings all day together, but I don't really know them. You know, like buddies of mine that I've known for 36 years. I mean, yeah, I think I know them. But I don't know what they do day to day in and out. I don't know their spouses are going to know different things than I'm going to know about them. And even though I've known them for 36 years, you know, so I, I get the, well, I get to know this person a little bit more because people are going to provide that feedback on people. 
I don't know, folks. We live in interesting times. See, this is the this is social media. This is the uh, the days that we live in, or the times we live in. A lot of transparency. That's why I think trans like privacy is dead. Right? People talk about privacy being dead. I mean, look at this thing. This is gonna blow the hinges off of of people. This is. You know, when we talk about sharing opinions about different things, like, you know, um, I say, you know, all the time, we're going to have to really stop that. So in the, when we had issues at work, we'd meet around the cooler and talk about them with a handful of people. We kind of gripe or whatever, vent our frustrations, and then we'd go back to work and be done with it. And as we went on about our life, our circles were very small. It was family, friends, acquaintances, whatever that was. But it wasn't, you know, if you didn't see them face-to-face or you didn't talk to them over the phone, that was the extent and the, the, the reach that you as an individual had. So let's say, for example, I take that same cooler, water cooler scenario, and I was still bothering me, and I come home and talk to my wife about it. And then we go to a family, you know, get-together and they want to know how I'm doing in my, my position, in my new job. And I, I talk about some of the frustrations. You know, that's where it kind of, that's where it stops, it ends maybe. And maybe some of them go on, oh, yeah, I've got a cousin that works over there and doesn't sound like he's overly happy or whatever, but I don't know more than that. And, you know, that person may or may not remember who it is or who they were referring to. But the reach is very limited. It travels very, very slow. Now you get social media involved, like Glassdoor in the recruiting space. You know, companies they don't they can't hide. So if people want to express a, an opinion about a company as an employer, they can go on Glassdoor. So I can go on there and write a review and and tell them what I think of you know their hiring process. I can rate the CEO. I can write up a blurb, positive and negative, for everybody else to see. And I'm anonymous. That's very powerful stuff. So when you get that kind of dynamic going, as somebody that wants to conquer social media and the potential negatives that come out of it, you got to have more fans um, than haters. So you have more of the fans drown out the haters. That's what you really need to do. A lot of companies don't get that. As a matter of fact, uh, well, I won't go into details, but let's just say that I've had individuals come up to me and say, hey, well, how do we get this off of there? And, uh, you know, I say, you can't. You can dispute it. You can you can provide your side of the story. You know, even on reviews on Google, like if you're an establishment and maybe people are giving you three stars or they, you know, this place sucks. I would never eat here. Or I would never buy anything from them. Their customer service was terrible. You know, that place, by the time it hits Google re- reviews or whatever the case is about your company or organization, it's over. It's done. It's out there. It's been said. It's been looked at. It's been viewed. The trick is you can't get there. Now, the thing is, is you're going to do bad things, uh, unfortunate things. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have people, not not people, but people work for you that are, they have flaws. They're not going to know what to say um, and they don't say it correctly or whatever that is. And it's conveyed to the individual that's going to go write a review and then it reflects badly on your organization. It's going to happen, people. It's just inevitable. Uh, 
unless you're a one person company, you can't control every staff member that you have and what they do. So that's going to come out. It's, it's got a huge, but and not when it, not only when it does it come out, it, it goes out to huge amounts of audience and fast. I mean, you can't even turn on the fire hose to put it out because half your, you know, the whole country's on fire by the time you try to like realize that you need to do damage control. You know, this is a little bit outside that topic. We're talking about just social media itself and the, the proliferation rate, the exposure. I mean, it could be very vast, very, I mean, viral, right? That's what viral is. When you do a cool YouTube video and it goes viral, it gets launched and, you know, within a week has a million views. You know, Charlie Sheen went off the rails. He created a Twitter account. He had like over, he was like the fastest individual to get to a million followers. I think he did it in like 48 hours. It's ridiculous. But that's, that's the viral piece of social, right? So how does that apply to people? Uh, I mean, you know, so going back to privacy, right? I mean, aside from what's being monitored and not monitored, now I can now I can talk about anybody I want and put it out to the world. Now, if I do that in a negative manner and it's not true, does that come back to me on my own credibility? Right? If I'm out there just hating on everybody, does people does that app have a way of dealing with somebody like me who's just a simple a simple hater. Wow. We've noticed that this individual has wrote up, you know, written up 100 bad negative comments regarding these hundred people or these hundred individuals. Does it take into an algorithm that I may just be a hater and how does that impact into whether they should display it or not, or the legitimacy of what I write? I mean, even when I do reviews, so I'm a big podcast listener. I like listening to podcasts. And uh, here's what I believe in podcasts. You are either going to like it because you enjoy the content. I think it's a combination. You got to enjoy the content, right? The content's got to be something you're going to listen to, the subject matter. You're going to have to appreciate the host's voice, how they talk, their tone, etc. And that's to entertain you. So if it doesn't meet all three of those, usually you'll drop it, right? One of those may be bad, like, or you'll, or you'll kind of trudge through it. Like, oh, I, this topic interests me. I'm going to listen to this, sh- this episode, but I can't stand how Sean talks. So I, I don't want to listen to him long-term. So it's very preference-based. You know, you don't like that? Unsubscribe, download another one. Oh, this one's great. Um... Yeah. So with, oh man, I don't know where I was going with that. I hate that. Lose my train of thought. I don't know. It must be my age. Let's get age into recruiting. Anyways, uh, going to podcasts. Some people are going to bop around it to, to which one. You know, I know where I'm going. Sorry about that. So when I listen to a podcast, and I I want to review the podcast or provide feedback, so I'm part are part I'm part of a I'm a member of a podcaster society, and what they will do is people will want their podcast review so they can get some constructive feedback to make it better. 
Now, what does that mean? What is better? So I'm very cautious of when I provide feedback that it is strictly constructive criticism and I put context around it. So if I don't like the sound, what does that mean when I don't like the sound? Right? When somebody's not a fit for a job, what does that mean they're not a fit for the job? Is it because they want to move quicker than what our organization is used to and therefore they will get frustrated and bored? understandable, but let's just put that out there. Let's cut to the chase. So when I write a review or when we may be reviewing candidates, what is the real tangible details behind the feedback? Whether it is a review, a feedback on a podcast review type uh, system, or if it's on a candidate who's applied to a position uh, when we talk about talent acquisition and recruiting. When I talk about, so when I talk about, you know, you may, you may like how the person speaks, you might like the topic, you, but it, there's no entertainment value and it's really dry or whatever that case is. When you write it, you got to kind of put that out there. So I reviewed one that was like a wrestling based podcast. Guy has a phenomenal voice. Sounds like he's been doing radio for 20 years. Um, knows the topic, you know, wrestling very well. And I think he's more at the college level. He talks about college coaches, college prospects. Um, and wrestlers, weight classes, all this stuff. He does interviews, very high production type podcast. There was a couple of things that I didn't prefer, and this is what I had mentioned. Now, I don't prefer this. So a lot of things in the beginning were announcements, and it took him a while to get to the main topic. Hey, if it works for you, great. If people are falling off, this may be one of the reasons. I don't know. People may like a lot of those announcements uh, going through as the podcast goes, he had a really, really good podcast. There's no question about it. So, you know, how do you come up with some very constructive things that he or she may want to address if something changes uh, or take it to the next level? I don't know. So writing reviews, it's important to do that without getting emotional about it um, because I think that's where it's really going to fall apart. And that's where people has to watch it. I mean, one time somebody ticks you off, you're going to go on people and you're going to write up how crappy a driver they are or insensitive or um, they're just a terrible person. I don't know. 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 But yeah, look for that to come out. I think if it goes under the radar, I think it's going to get some media. It's going to get some bad press. But what what a, can people stop it? Will it even matter? Will people even care? Will we just become, hey, that's the way it is. And, you know, if you go and look, up, look me up on people and whatever it says, I don't really care. I mean, that's just like kind of growing up, right? Who cares what people think of you? Just do your own thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? Do me a favor, go to talentjockey.com forward slash 021 where this will be located right into the comments, your thoughts about people and what this looks like, your concerns. Maybe there's positive, like huge amounts of positive. I know a lot of the things I mentioned were negative. They got some controls in place, the 21 age, 
real name, Facebook account, right? Keeping it real because a lot of the trolls and bullies that uh, happen to occur on the internet, they, they do it anonymously. So what happens if you got to have your face and name um, connected to your, to your negative comment about somebody else? But I'd be interested in hearing what your thoughts are. You can go to Twitter at Talent Jockey. Google Plus, Facebook, also there. But, you know, most importantly, tell somebody about the show and uh, have them listen. And if they're turned on to it and get some, they they like it, great. If they don't, hey, that's cool too. You know, I think just getting somebody to to check it out is is the way to go. Oh, my God, I don't think I have an outro. Maybe I only have, oh, here we go. to change my outro i think anyways thanks for tuning in to talent jockey i'm your host sean kelly again right in i'm interested to hear your feedback let somebody know about the podcast otherwise make it a good one i'm getting my head above water i've taken over recruiting i'm going into tech you know I've, i'm tech guy and i'm overseeing technical for our organization so if you have any uh you need some advice Let me know. Holy cow, that was the quick outro. Oh, I didn't even think about it. Hey, anyways, have a good one. Enjoy yourselves. And again, if you need any help, uh, if there's something I could do for you, by all means, write in at Sean, S-E-A-N, spelling at talentjockey.com. Thanks and have a good one, everybody.